Hey everyone, Adam here. Before we start the show, just a warning that at about the 40 minute mark, once we get to the third story, the conversation does take a little bit of an adult detour. So if you have kids in the car, you might not want them to listen to that part of the program. That being said, enjoy the show. X-Men. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Valley Adam. This is your shocking X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach and Adam. Guess what we're back with? Uh, well, it is episode 299, so it's appropriate that we are back to... X-Men 2099. We're doing 2099 again, folks. Right. And not this just is a 2099, 2099 podcast now. Like tons of 2099s. We have we have three different 2099s for you this week. It's a crisis on infinite 2099s. <laughs> we were just trying to figure out which 2099s we were talking about, and there are quite a few. So, Adam, I was thinking about this earlier this week. Uh-huh. Here's We've got a lot of 2099s involved. Yep. yep. There's, in fact, a current 2099. There is. There is a 2099 that Nick Spencer did mm-hmm. that was bad. Yep. And did it involve the X-Men. Mm-mm. Bendis had two different versions of the 2099 in some good X-Men annuals that we're not covering today. There was a Marvel Knights 2099. Again, no X-Men. So I think there was a 2099 in humans. Okay. Okay. You know, this was, make that this happen. was right. Yeah, it was. And it came out in 2004. You remember, Oh, that's a Robert Kirkman comic. That's funny. <laughs> okay that's funny uh you remember when oh my gosh the cover to this it's just the inhumans that's weird well I mean, that's the they are that's the inhumans cover space gods they might as well just have still lived i guess i'm not reading inhumans 2099 a one shot nope but it was during the moment where people thought the inhumans were good not when marvel was pushing them but when that marvel knights book came out oh yeah i remember really enjoying when i read it and i have not read it since that was it's got Jay smart. Lee art, though. It did have the Jay Lee art, and uh, what was that? Paul Jenkins, I think, was it was the... Paul Jenkins writing it. Yeah, yep. But then, of course, we have the normal twenty ninety nine, which ended as the worst comic. Yeah, there's there's many a twenty ninety nine. That was Earth nine twenty eight, and folks, we will get back to Earth nine twenty eight in this episode for a strong finish. But we are going to start with Earth uh, nine. 96099 did i say that right no that's not right the earth numbering system yes i did 96099 i got it (laughs) here's here's the problem with the earth numbering system it's the most pedantic thing in the world and does not matter at all ever in the history of ever it has never (laughs) mattered what reality number it is purely for nerds to organize the wikipedia pages yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, and for podcasters like us, who I guess need to distinguish between... We don't need to different... distinguish them. We can just say this one's <laughs> a different one. Well, and that is really the bottom line, is that the 2099s we're going to talk about in our first two stories are not Earth 928, the original 2099 that we've been talking the about. The one we love. Yes, until the end, which we absolutely despised. That so, was 
they shouldn't have fired Joey. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. So, uh, where are we starting this week and who requested it, Zach? Oh, that's a great question. I should look that up and find <laughs> it right now because people request things on this podcast. No one requested it, Adam, which, you know what? It's been 299 episodes. This one's for us. Wow. So, wait, this was our decision just to like do a 2099 episode and we chose Time Storm yeah, to start we, with? I, you say we, like, I know not, I didn't have any. I don't to want do to destroys. This is this is behind the curtain for our listeners. I do not want to say that Adam does not choose the stories, but I am the one with a like very easy to find link right on my desktop at all times to the list <laughs> that I can modify when something tickles my fancy. Oh my goodness! And I thought it would be nice to look at other X Men twenty ninety nines. So Adam, this is Time Storm twenty ninety nine. Slash, or I'm sorry, this is, this is Time Storm 2009 to 2099, colon X-Men one shot, volume one, number one. Yes. Uh, it's written by Brian Reed with pencils by Fraser Irving. Mm-hmm. Adam, you read the bulk of the Time Storm event. Would you like to give our listeners context for what's going on between 2009 and 2099? Uh, by red, I'm going to say skimmed because um, <laughs> you got really... to see the weird cerebra. Yes. Um, so there is uh, an Alchemax, Alchemax, just like there is in regular, you know, original flavor. The company that Liz Allen merged with uh, what she merged with uh, something with Allen. Allen Chemicals merged with Alchemax. It doesn't matter. Sure. They made um, Alchemax. So the person running this Alchemax is Tyler Stone and Tyler Stone is trying to mess around with the the timeline along with like some kind of AI creation named Lila. And this also involves a these different, are, these are all 2099 Spider-Man things. Right. Right. And, um, but they're this universe's versions of them. And because of their kind of like meddling, um, and also confusingly the powers of this versions, this universe's version of Cerebra, who doesn't have hair so much as she has brains leaking out of her skull into hair, which is really gross. They mess up the timeline so that characters from the past then jump to the future. But it's really just because a Punisher 2099 has been sent to the Jake past Alice. to shoot. Peter Parker and Logan, who then get transported to the future to go on very bland adventures. And so here's the thing. None of this matters. Can we take one moment here and pause and consider Punisher 2099? Sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, Jake Gallows, right? Uh, He's a Thorite, if I believe uh, I got that right. Yes. At least here. Uh, He might be here. In time. Yeah. The beauty about Jake Gallows is that. He's the best character to ever exist. Um, how, do you know how old he is? How old is he, Zach? He's 36. Oh. Caliber. <laughs> do you know where he lives? Where does he live, Zach? He lives on the edge. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, do you know what today's date is? Time to die? <laughs> it's punishment day. <laughs> okay. Do, do you know how he flies? Uh. Doesn't he have like a skull 
cycle like Ghost Rider kind of? No, he don't need a jetpack. All he needs is hate. <laughs> I love Punisher 99 so much in concept. I don't want to read his comics, but Punisher 2099 is very much from the beginning. Them being like, okay, but what if Punisher was really just a horrible person and we like did not let him even be a little bit heroic? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, unfortunately, Punisher 2099, even though he does blast Wolverine into the future, is not actually in the comic book we're talking about. Time Storm 2009-2099 X-Men, which takes place after Wolverine has been delivered to this very um, brown, empty, brown, deserted 2099, illustrated in part by one of our favorites, Fraser Irving. Love Fraser Irving. I don't know what he's doing here, but I love it. It is, this is like, this is some rough Fraser Irving. Like, he's not there yet. And I think part of it, I think part of it might be his coloring on this. Uh, part of it is, yeah, it is maybe. his coloring, but I think part of it's the, uh, the line works a little thicker. I don't know. It's just not, it's not what I want it to I be. I think it's great. I just think that what he's drawing is kind of boring. Um, Wolverine is basically just like slapped into, you know, earth tones here. And um, he's immediately greeted by who I thought was 10 Iron Eagle. Because when you go to 2099 and you meet a bald one-armed man, you might assume that that's who that is, but it's not. It's just another Wolverine. Actually, it's, Wolverine it's the Wolverine. 2099. Hey, you remember how in X-Men 2099, one of the things we liked is that there wasn't just filled with, hey, here's this version of 2099 character you like. It was, let's take that and make this interesting legacy version and explore the idea of what X-Men is through these characters. Ah, yes. We're going to see a little less of that today. We just have an old man Logan here. Yeah. This is your, this is your standard issue, old man Logan. Mm-hmm. Um. We do get a, all right. So Logan is taken in by one armed old Logan, uh, into like a secret base. They do meet a junk pile. So there is a junk pile here for junk. They pile do fans. meet a junk pile who looks like an iron man, yep. which I get and I can appreciate. And I'm like, but that's not, that's not junk pile. <laughs> and we are introduced to this universe's X-Men 2099, which does have a mean streak, um, has a mean streak, has a crystalline, has a crystalline. And a female Bloodhawk. Lady Bloodhawk, let's go. Yeah. I'm listen, we haven't had nice things to say about Bloodhawk in the entire time we've done 2099. He's a flop. So yeah, <laughs> Lady Bloodhawk, let's do it. Uh this 2099 is characterized mainly by an infestation of hulks, which is not unlike what you might have seen in Old Man Logan, except these are the this- 2099 Hulks. There is a weird amount of old man Logan in this, and I don't get it because it's not even as fun as old man Logan can be. Oh, there's at times. no fun here whatsoever. It's not what I want for my friends in the 2099. No, I want bright neon colors, not drab browns and uh, the X-Men 29 team plus Ghost Rider 2099, which, OK, that's fun. Uh, just killing hulks for most of the issue. Nah, I could we could do better. We can do better and that's the that's the problem is that we can do better and we haven't done better here so they fight and then Wolverine goes and does more 2099 stuff because he meets 
Ghost Rider, and they continue on in this story, which again, I did not continue to read. It seems like Adam tells me it was a simulation and none of this is actually real. And okay. Well, um, they do find Dr. Doom sleeping in the Smithsonian of all places, which I guess is as good a place to hide as any place else. Um, <laughs> and Dr. Doom, uh, you know, promises that he's going to, he's going to fix it and right the wrongs. And honestly, I don't remember how time storm ended. Cause it wasn't very interesting. I'm sorry. Um, well, it, it stops doing X-Men stuff immediately. We do have X-Men character. Wolverine is around, but guys, listen, y'all, if we counted every story Wolverine shows up in as an X-Men story, we would stop busy. doing this podcast. Yeah, we'd be pretty busy. We just wouldn't. So we just wouldn't do it. I don't recommend this to anyone. I don't recommend the larger story of Time Storm, really. Um, which is mainly Time a storm. Mainly a Spider-Man 2099 uh, streak. But all thought, of I... this is its own contained universe. And it really has no bearing on anything else because regular Spidey and regular Wolverine just go back, you know, nothing. There are no consequences to this. And this has never been referenced again. No, no nor should it be. It's very, it's not important. It's not interesting. It doesn't tie into our, our beloved uh, 2099 the way it should. It doesn't. And you know what makes me sad? Yeah. But what are you going to do? Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rank it on a big old list, Zach. Well, that's the thing, Adam. And that's the thing that you and I do on this <laughs> podcast. We do, in fact, rank everything. We sure do. Old list. Yeah. In that list, uh, we rank it from best to worst. Uh, of all the X-Men stories of all time, uh, do you know how many stories we've got on that list, Adam? Seven. 174 zach brother it sounds like we're on the road to 800 we sure are the the road to 800 and the road to 300 they're actually it's like when those when roads come together for a short time mm -hmm. before splitting off yeah. we're right here we're on 300 slash 800 it's ranked for best works house of x powers of tens number one 100 is ultimate x-men world tour 200 is my brother my enemy from uncanny x-men 97 ultimate comics x is at 300 that does have Art Adams art. Yeah. I forgot about I was thinking about Ultimate Comics X earlier today. It's kind of fun. Blob's kid. Blob's sibling rivalry with Junior Blob and Firestar, who's actually Liz Allen, the founder of uh, Alchemex. Not bad. I looked it up. It's just it's just shortening her former company name, Allen Chemical. <laughs> uh, Liz Allen, uh, who, by the way, just found out she's a carnage now. Everybody is. It's but it's the summer of symbiotes. I, I I can't get behind that. I can't get behind that. I don't know. It was supposed to be the summer of symbiotes, Adam. Why sure. won't you let it be the summer of symbiotes? You know, whatever. But the venom people can have their venom fun. I guess it's not for me. <sighs> number number four hundred on this list is Generation Hope Schism. Number five hundred on this list is the first appearance of Gambit. Number six hundred on this list is X Men twenty to twenty one. I Lucifer. Number 700 is X-Factor, the quick and the dead. And then the worst X-Men story of all time is our beloved. 2099 World of Tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think this is that bad, uh, but it's certainly it's not, not 
as and it's also not as bad as X Nation 2099. Um, Where is X Nation 2099? That's just it's as low. low. It's like at 770. Um, but it's also not as good as the next highest story, which is at 387. Uh, what is that one? That's the City Arc, right? Sorry, City of the Dead, which is much better than this. I think we're probably in the 600s here. I think you're right. Uh, this is worse than Days of Future Present at 608. Oh, yeah. At 670, it's Wolverine the Vigil, um, which is the first nine. Or, or Is this as bad as Wolverine the Vigil from Marvel Comic Books Volume 3, 1 to 9? It's certainly not as good as the first appearance of Peter Corbeau at 668. I would put it then right below that and right above that all new X-Men story we read. Because this is just like a bad one-off. Like, I'm, you know how many bad x-men tie-in one shots i've read <laughs> that's true this does have fraser irving art um despite the bland color palette it is still pretty nice so this is gonna be our new 669 660 nice look at that very nice we're celebrating today we're celebrating today and do you know how we're celebrating adam well we're gonna jump over to another 2099 we are going to earth 2099 the obvious and appropriate name for the 2099 universe <laughs> A already numerically designated universe. This is what some people have called the unified 2099 timeline, which it's not. It's just here's the latest one. But it is written by someone who does love 2099 as much as us, Adam. That is one Steve Orlando. It's Steve Orlando. Uh, It's Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Volume 1, Number 5. Kim Jacinto. Uh, is doing the art on this Kim, who you may know for doing really good variants for Marvel snap. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, really... a, I have a really, really cool. Uh, what's it? Uh, Daughters of the dragon. Why am I calling wing? I have a really cool oh, yeah. wing variant from yeah. them among others. I think Kim is outstanding and I want to get into the art a little bit more on this book, but did you happen to read the rest of Spider-Man 2099 from Exodus Alpha Volume 1 all the way through Omega Number 1 or whatever. (laughs) When it was coming out weekly and I got review copies, I did read them. How much did I retain, Adam? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Spider-Man's trying to stop some cabal and in doing so is introducing himself to all of the different 2099 new versions. Mm -hmm. And... Then he stops the cabal and they like start a new paradise in 2099. And like the next issue of that literally just came out because Steve Orlando has another 2099 series that just launched this week. I didn't read it. Oh, okay. I'd be interested in checking that. I didn't realize this was still going, but this is a confounding. It wasn't still going. It is now going again. I would like to talk to somebody at Marvel about why instead of just doing a seven issue miniseries, they decided to do an alpha then a five issue miniseries and then an Omega issue instead of just doing one through seven. Like, you know, I don't know how to tell you how well number ones sell compared to number two. But it's not a number one if it's the end of the story, Zach. I agree. (laughs) But didn't they call it Omega? People know. Anyway, they did. And and it turns out, you know, know there's a Ron Lim variant to this. Hold on. Oh, they got a boy Ron on this. That's great. Glad Ron's getting a paycheck. Yeah. So um, the Cabal is being run by none other than Norman Osborn. And um, 
Basically, people get into the cabal and can do. Hold on, I thought Norman Osborn got all of his uh, souls eaten. I don't know uh, by the soul eater or his sins eaten by the sin eater. Excuse yeah, me. I, now he's I, a good boy. He's not good in this. Um, so he got his sins eaten by the sin eater. How can once the sin eater eats your sins, how can you have sins again? <laughs> uh, comics, my friend. Come on. So essentially, a celestial has crashed into the wastelands outside of Nueva, New York. And there's a new Garden of Eden. And who wants to claim this as their new homeland but the mutants of this 2099? And we've got an interesting lineup here. So I mentioned earlier how I don't like how... I don't like it when 2099 is always just like this version of it. And I think this walks a very fine line because it's a unified 2099 team. Uh pulling from all different kinds of continuity. So from our from our classics, mm-hmm. we got Bloodhawk. We do have Bloodhawk. We got Cerebra, we got Crystalline. Uh-huh. And we got Skullfire. We got we got Skullfire. I believe we also have who even though he's not on the team, Spider-Man 2099 has also teamed up with X Nation and World of Tomorrow uh character who um Nostromo um who pop you know is is around <laughs> he's terrible and i hate him still doesn't make a case for him to still exist no but um there's some other really fun uh, members of this team who are they <laughs> so there is of existing characters there is rogue is still alive and she is in her legacy form from mike carry stuff which i'm like I don't love that necessarily. I don't I don't like that it's just regular Rogue around, but it's better than regular Wolverine around because Rogue normally doesn't get to live that long. It's very unclear because this Rogue is still just as young as she is in her current incarnation, and her power set is different. All she has to do is just vaguely recall a power set to then have said power set. Um, it's pretty awesome variation on the character. That's what that's that's the age of X Rogue. Yeah. It's pretty uh, great. We also have Warda Wade Deadpool mm-hmm. from the Jerry Duggan. And I believe oh, who did that? Uh, Scott Koblish, the Jerry Duggan and Scott Koblish Deadpool 2099 stuff from that run. I'm okay with that because like, that's just bringing in a different 2099 character. Who's not Wade Wilson. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, Oh, very important. Very important. Teen cable. Yes. But different team cable. He's different a slightly older team cable. Yes. This is like a Scani Sun era cable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love and the team cable in this. Um, and then Adam, you know who we get? And it's all he's off page. He's off page the whole time, but he is a member of the 2099 X-Men. Uh are you referring to the yeah. lovely yeah. cameo that we get on page two? Yeah. I'm going to let you say it because it's exciting. It's Mermax. It's Mermax. Right. Here comes tomorrow. Man, listen, Steve Orlando, it doesn't necessarily or often lead to coherent comics, but I love how you love X-Men in the same way that I do. It. This is like, this is Steve Orlando in a nutshell, and I can't help but love it. <laughs> Um, Kim Jacinto's character designs here are fantastic. I think we did. We mention this, the character North star, um, that's here. Oh, there's a new North star. Yeah. Yep. But he's a different guy. Totally different and guy. A new Phoenix. Uh, 
new and Phoenix, a new character name in Tolkis. New Cyclops. Um, new Cyclops. I mean, it's a big roster if you really get down it, to it. It's 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 too big. Yeah, actually, probably. But but like, it I'm works. fine with it. It totally I'm works. Like, I there's a whole could, bit. With, I think you could cut Phoenix and Rogue and probably be good. Yeah. Um, however, you do get this great bit with the Cyclops, um, character who <laughs> constantly talks about why it would be terrible for him to put his eye back in <laughs> until, and of course, before the end of the issue, he does just that. And it's destructive, uh, miracle petrifies people. It's wonderful. There's, there's fun with this. So the X-Men, the X-Men fight, uh, the cabal, they send their sentinels, the X-Men fight, uh, Shakti. Uh, Cerebra, she gets hurt uh, and has to they're like, what are they going to do? And Cable's like, don't worry I'm a time traveler and I know a place where we can do resurrection so he goes back to Krakoa and then Cerebra becomes a I want to say cast member of the Steve Orlando's Marauders but really a plot thread that didn't get enough time to develop yeah, because I think that just wrapped, right? it just wrapped, yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a fun poll. Um, there are other things that he's seeding here, including Team Cable finding the genetic material of Nate Gray amongst a series of canisters left behind by Doctor Doom, which is I personally love that. I could I could see the argument that maybe maybe the page space would have been better used otherwise, but I love it. It's a little bit of a bridge too far, um, but. As I mentioned, Cyclops is able to take down the uh, remaining sentinels that attack them with uh, with his eye. And, you know, it's it's a very like manga type thing where he's been wearing this this uh, blindfold the entire time and he gets to take it off and really cut loose. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. That part's that part's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Green Goblin shows up and then all of the twenty ninety nine characters that spider-man has met through his journey uh they all come and they all fight and it's a great time yeah unfortunately the omega issue is not illustrated by kim jacinto so it loses a tremendous amount of the energy now it is done well, by- this came out do you remember do you remember this this series came out weekly mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a lot and yeah part of the issue is that the art is inconsistent like i think jacinto is like an incredibly good pull for doing a 2099 futury book. Oh my God. Yes. That the, just the uh, sheer energy of what he's doing uh, here is, is so great. Um, There's, there's a a one page splash of Nostromo and Spider-Man 2099 diving into the page uh, with, with skull fire looking up and his green flames and, you know, there's just so much energy and life to what it is that he's doing. Um, I think we talked before we recorded that you're on the fence about Kim's work. I think that I think that Kim's work here really shines with design and some layouts are great. Uh, I think there are challenges for me with the overall finish of the art, especially comparing it to the work that I see him doing in Marvel snap cards of, you know, very similar superhero things. And Hey, I think, I think guys, I think the issue is that uh, video games probably pay better for less work. I mean, 
God, I, I sure hope uh, that, that whoever is uh, doing artwork is getting paid appropriately where they can get it paid appropriately. Um, I don't have any of those issues. I think that this recalls, uh, you know, a really fun, almost cliffhanger book. Um, you know, folks remember that era of, of Joe Mad and, and Steampunk, um, you know, the but what we have to highlight also is that unlike the last issue we just talked about, this issue has the vibrant color palette. Um, it does. J. And David Ramos is just killing it on the colors here. It, it hits like, here's the thing. Orlando does fully understand what makes 2099 as a genre work. Mm-hmm. It immediately starts with being cyberpunk, but not just cyberpunk in aesthetic cyberpunk in the overall anti-capitalist tone of yep. it, which was, in your face present in the initial 2099. Like he gets it. And I would really like to see this team and these characters get a chance under, I'd take it under his pen to see how it develops and what this world could be with that. Unfortunately, this is a series that has to serve so many masters and set up all of these different 2099 versions instead of just the one heck. I think, you know, it's called tw- Spider-Man 2099 because he's easily the most popular 2099 character and is going to be in a major motion picture. But I almost feel like like he, they get away with it because Miguel just gets to be a cipher for all of this. He's like, yeah, I'm the Spider-Man. You already know I'm a Spider-Man. You know my deal. Right. Here's everyone else. Yeah. I would love it if there was more time to be able to dig into it, especially because this is such a large team. So there's just not as much like everyone gets a moment or a line you get to know them and that's it yeah that's pretty uh you know it it, it every like Skullfire does get to change from i love the design of Skullfire here um get does get to turn into his green fiery skeleton version and yell try ashes like i mean there's really fun stuff here and i agree with you i would love to see the ongoing adventures of this if it could keep the energy and the style, uh, you know, of the of this one shot. But also we the... say this as we say this as we did say earlier in this episode, Steve Orlando is continuing Spider-Man 2099. But because we're broken X-Men fans, we're like, yeah, but that's Spider-Man. We don't know. That. <laughs> yeah, um, they are giving us they are giving us what we are asking for. Yeah. Just not exactly what we're asking for. Yeah. But I do think that the test case, right, for whether it could be successful or not, really does depend on the art style, right? And it has to, you have to have a killer artist on this. And one yeah. of my issues with Marvel at the moment is that I feel like killer artists are few and far between. And there is such a sameness to their house style right now. It's, third generation Stuart imminent impersonators mm. because they, they, the second generation guys are now too expensive for them. Right. Yeah. Mark Miller stole them. So, um, <laughs> listen again, again, get that money, get that money, get that money, get that, that money. Number one rule of battle of the atom, get that money. Yes. Uh, but you can definitely see, even though we're not ranking the Omega issue, if folks want to compare the two, you'll see an immediate style difference in terms of the colors 
in terms of the the character designs and you can see how flat this concept can actually go very very quickly so if it could maintain the manic energy i would be totally on board um so i enjoyed this quite a bit let's rank it yeah it definitely geez sorry i'm just looking at kim jong-tho's uh art he has a dark hawk variant for marvel snap i'm gonna send it to you in the chat I'm not even a dark hot guy, but dang, buddy, <laughs> dang. I'm pretty sure that uh, Kim Jacinto could draw just about any Marvel character and make it look pretty neat. Oh, he's this this Nightcrawler just yeah. drawing he did. I've seen oh, that one. <laughs> hey, actually, all of his concept stuff is great. Uh, they should give him all of the time in the world to do what he wants because these rule. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um. Like I'm I sorry, said, I'm getting us distracted. We do need to rank this. This is not a visual podcast, so people can't see the cool art that you're looking at. Guys, go Google Kim Jacinto G- art. That's J-A-C-I-N-T-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just scroll down and be like, yeah. Enjoy. This guy, this guy rules. Yeah. So um, at 387, like I said before, we do have uh, X-Men 2099, 26 to 29, City of the Dead. Better or worse than that, Zach? What rank is that at? That's a 387. I was looking at art and I got distracted. Yeah, it was a good thing to get. 387, City of the Dead. Yeah. Same level. Yeah, okay. Okay, we do We're have some... at the same point. This isn't better than Dark Reign, The List, Wolverine, number one. Ah, okay. All right. Um... It is probably, well, I don't think it's better than the Age of X Aftermath from X-Men Legacy 248 to 249, but I think it's... It's better than Phalanx Covenant Final Sanction. Yeah, okay. It's got the same, like, yeah, the visuals kill in this. Better than X-Men Gold from 2013. The one shot, yes. Okay. Yes, it's better than that. It's between... City of the Dead and Bloody Best and the Shadow King from Nightcrawler. Another book that I think Todd Knox arc is really art is really the selling point, especially in some of those last issues. Yeah, I, I would. I'm going to give the edge to Claremont and Knock. What do you say? Yeah, I'd put it. Let's put it above City of the Dead. Yeah, and below, below that one. Nightcrawler that eight one to twelve. Uh, so that's going to be our new three eighty seven. Strong showing there in good company. I'm sorry, my dog had to be let out. That's okay. And you know what? We talked about art, Adam. We sure did. We're going to really talk about it now. Oh, because, buddy, we got got the preeminent artists of art, fancy Marvel art. The fancy. (laughs) The fanciest of Marvel art. Uh, You must mean Joe Jusco. Yeah, we got some Joe Jessica. No, we don't have Joe Jessica. No, we don't have Joe Jessica. We don't have Joe Jessica. Was... We don't have Alex Ross. No. So this is this is the preeminent fancy Marvel art of a very specific moment in time. Because I would say in the 90s, Alex Ross was more heavily associated with his detective comics comics work. Even the you know, giving him Marvel's I feel like Kingdom Comes probably a bit more well known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, we got the Hildebrandts on this one. We no, got Greg and Tim. Uh, Hildebrandt's the Marvel masterpieces of them, uh, the 90s are here, and they are illustrating what story, Zach? Uh, X-Men 2099, Oasis. Oasis, yeah. You an Oasis fan, Zach? Um, 
Listen. Did you say I, uh, maybe you're going to be the one that saves me? I mean, definitely maybe. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think about my time when I uh, I did listen to Oasis, and I don't look back in anger necessarily. Gotcha. It's, it wasn't a champagne supernova for you is what you're saying. Not in the sky, no. <laughs> um, I'm running out of Oasis songs that I that's know. A, that's okay. They're all off that same album anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, again, that's the one I've listened to. <laughs> But uh, this is X-Men 29 Oasis, and uh, it is a one-shot, perfect-bound trade paperback um, that is completely illustrated by the Hildenbrandt Brothers. Yeah. Hey, Adam, can I tell you what I always think about when I think about the Hildenbrandt Brothers? Just one more second before we jump into our good yeah. friends at the 2099. I want I want your answer to be X-Men swimsuit specials, but I'm not sure it's what you're going to uh, it is a commissioned work that they were commissioned to do. Okay. And you know, if someone's commissioning the Hildebrands, they got some money. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cheap. We're talking, we're talking about like Renaissance level commissions. Uh, it is a commission of, and I cannot emphasize this enough. It was commissioned for a guy who owned a bunch of McDonald's franchises. Oh, right. So it's a McDonald's play place. <laughs> and it has him and his family drawn as Professor X, Rogue, Rachel Gray Phoenix, and also Maddie Pryor as the Goblin Queen. It's pretty wild. Again, folks, Google Hildebrandt McDonald's. You'll find it. Oh, my God. It's insane. And I don't know how to find it or buy it, but I want it so bad. Well, wasn't I want a, this. Wasn't it a weird mural? family photo? I only have one piece of it. Okay. If there's more to this, folks, I don't. I tell you, don't ever try and find me online. If you can tell me in detail more about this Hildebrandt McDonald's painting, <laughs> please find me online. Actually. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. They paint other things in the comic we're about to talk about, though. Yeah. So um, what's fun here is that this is John Francis Moore. Um, so we've got our, our you know, original scribe back. And uh, this is an adventure about another utopian mutant society. Yeah. So what we get is that Cerebra, back when she was running away from her family, Ran into a guy named Ryu Cobalt. Uh, <laughs> Ryu Cobalt. He's like a Street Fighter character. You're just saying that because his name is Ryu. He does have like, like a lightning sword. Quarter circle turn punch. Yeah. Guy. Um, He's kind of dressed like Strife a little. He is. He has a stupid outfit. Yeah. But they, they fall in love for a hot second and then she can't go with him. But then, luck would have it, they cross paths a decade later while she's with the X-Men. This is AD. This is after Doom, just for just okay. for everyone who's wondering. Yep. This is when they were uh, the protectorate of the city. Uh, and they're going out to help find this one mutant. Uh, we got Bloodhawk. We got Cerebra. We got Skullfire. And you know we got La Lunateca. Yeah. They find the secret society that uh, Ryu has been building yeah and it kind of um zach when you look at That's the design me. of oasis 
That's a penis. That sure looks like um, phallic, huh? <laughs> That's okay, guys. I know this is a family podcast, and we try not to say swears. So if you're with the kids, give us like 30 seconds here. We all good. That looks like one of those vibrators that has like the yep. little extra yep. dangly piece. I don't know what it's called. I don't understand women's anatomy very well. Uh, poor Zach. <laughs> poor my wife. I tell you what. <laughs> but that's. I'm I'm sorry to be crude, but that that's is what exactly what that looks like, right? That's what this looks like. <laughs> Just there's no two ways around it. That's what they drew. Oh, like this is not a Little Mermaid situation where someone's. Like, yeah, it's a tower, guys. No, no, uh, that's anyway. Artists, artists know what a penis looks like, they draw a lot of them in art school. We do <laughs> just I, all day. It, that's what anatomy <laughs> class is, right? You're like, you have to draw the person, also make sure you get the you get the wong, er, wang, excuse me. Did I use them? That's not the word we use for penis at all. No, that's um. That's Doctor Strange's sidekick. Yeah, I was I was going for Schlong and Wang at the same time, and that's a Wong right there. Good God, I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer on this episode now, guys. We we do about a minute of dick jokes in the middle of this one. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Normally we don't. Normally we don't do that. So, all right, listen. Once again, some of these are just for us, everybody. Some of these are once everybody. again inside the ding dong. Um, there is like this kind of biosphere thing going on, and this Ryu guy is there, and he's kind of Darth Vadered out because he has a generative disease. And I guess his ultimate plan is to kind of put everybody into cryo sleep until he can like get cured. Is that that's kind of his general thing, right? Kind of, but he's also going to murder a bunch of people. Oh, right. He's going to kill everybody else in the world, right? Yeah. And he's going to save his people in cryosleep. It's a bad plan. The X-Men are not thrilled with this. And they do try and stop him. Bloodhawk got convinced because Bloodhawk's an idiot to join them because they said, we're going to save the world. And he's like, I do love the environment. <laughs> and uh, along the way, Cerebra does get put into uh, cryosleep. Um, it needs to be broken out. Um, Adam, I'm, I have to I have to pause here. I did just get some very important text messages Ooh, what happened? Uh, f- from my wife who did just send me two night two lines that say it's called a rabbit vibrator. It's for the G spot. <laughs> this is this is great information for me personally. <laughs> okay. Back to, our, back to our good friend, Bloodhawk. Yeah, so Bloodhawk, um, we haven't mentioned his friend, the, like, wizard guy, the, the, the man <laughs> with the white... There's just a wizard in yeah, here. I don't know like why there's a wizard. Yeah, but the wizard eventually... That's not Lockjaw without a C. No, no, it's it's some other guy, but he eventually blows up the Oasis um, with Ryu inside of it, and um, the, uh, the dong go boom, and, uh, you know, X-Men 29... 99 they go back to their normal business yep i mean it's it's a nice little here's a self-contained one-shot story of the x-men 2099 but it does have great art it really does it really does you know the hilda brands um do have some interesting quirks along the way but i do really enjoy having standalone stories like this from this you know from this era um and 
frankly, after all the garbage 2099 stuff that we read in our last episode, and frankly, the time storm stuff from earlier this episode, it was very, very nice to be reunited with our friends and to go on this little adventure together. It was like, yes, this, this, this reminded us why we love these guys. Yes. I forgot to mention in time storm, the Bloodhawk also has, has Sean's powers from with the healing and the killing. It's stupid and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, that does. In fact, we should have ranked time storm lower. Oh no. But Oasis. I like some Oasis. This is a fun time. And uh, it is definitely one that I don't own. And I want to hunt down a copy of because uh, yeah. seems... look in any long box. Yeah, I'm... This is a Marvel comic that was published in 1996 and it has an X on it. They made a billion of these. I'm sure. So um, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I think it was probably, I don't know if it's better or worse than the Steve Orlando bit. We just did. Though. It's better than the Steve Orlando one. Okay. I'm willing to say it. I, it's definitely this like tells, a beginning, this tells middle, a end, better, right? Yeah, it tells a better story Yeah, of my friends, the X-Men of 2099. How good is it, though? Because I feel like we're probably still in the 300s. Oh, uh, all X-Men 2099 is in the 300s. <laughs> yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. Um, the, the top X-Men 2099 story we have is the Halloween Jack one, and it doesn't go that high. That's at 356. No. Halloween Jack is definitely better than this. Um, I kind of this is better than the doom stuff though okay that's at 371 yeah i think we're kind of right right there i don't i i personally like god's country better than this at 369 but i could be let's just put it this is better than the trial of game but though yeah it is all right so this let's is gonna make this 370 370 okay great so uh we visited three different 2099s here don't ask me to name their earth names um, doesn't matter. We've but, established that. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Well, do you know who cares, Adam? Do you know who I think cares? I think our lovely. Uh, well, wait, I thought a patron didn't request this. That doesn't mean that I can't thank them for their service. Thank you, patrons. I think our patrons are great. And I think that all of our patrons are so good. And in fact, I think they're so good that for our next episode, we have a special holofoil edition. That's right. Uh, that we're going to give you guys. And I can't emphasize this enough. It is literally just a different JPEG that's in holofoil. <laughs> it is super I need shiny. You to know this. Super it's shiny. It's so shiny though. Yeah. So if you want if you want this glossy JPEG, go on over to patreoncom except deep down into your hearts and pocketbooks and toss a couple of coins into our coffers. Very excited about this. So, um next We'll ep- do an episode about something you want. It's not just all about us, even though I'm going to let you guys on a little secret. Six years and 300 episodes into this podcast, me and Adam did finally make a tab in the Excel spreadsheet that says, what are things we want to do? (laughs) And we're putting some wacky stuff on it. Y'all, if you didn't request it at this point, it means that it means that we're the only people in the world that care about it. It's time. It is time. It's been six years. It's time. It's time for us to to talk about the lesser X-Men tie-in fast food comics. It's time for us to dig up old copies of TV Guide. It's time for us to talk about Malibu Universe. Let's go. Y'all, it's it's time. We'll get crazy. Uh, but we're not selfish. No. 
We aren't. Mm-mm. We, this fine gentleman of Bow the Atom, Hello. will still take your money mm-hmm. and your uh, your requests over on that Patreon at the $5 a month level. Jump on in there. Toss us toss us a buck or five of them. Cinco for, for our people of the Spanish persuasion. Uh, and we can get, get an episode. That's right. Bespoke. But not next week. for you. But not next week because next week is our huge 300 uh, mile marker. I cannot believe we are hitting 300 episodes next week. That is insane. Do you know how many X-Men podcasts have hit 300 episodes? One? I don't know. Probably more than that. I don't I at one point I did have a long list of all the different X-Men podcasts. There's been some that have been going on for like a while before. Okay. Jay Miles. Yeah. And there's listen, Jay, Jay bless. they're still they're still bless them. They're you still going, thing, going strong. That's great. You know, I talk about being the bad boy of X-Men podcasting, but I do have a lot of respect for a handful of X-Men podcasters. Mm-hmm. And the ones who I don't have respect for, I will never, never never tell you which ones you are because <laughs> we're not trash talkers here uh except for uh, we we just trash talk our friends and our friends friends that's right and random strangers on the yeah, internet yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah so and several comic book creators so what are we doing next week we do have some it surprises time, perhaps but we do have we do have one thing we know we're doing um and I'm, this is legitimately me asking are yeah. you talking about the re-rankening yes the re-rankening okay it is time for the re-rankening. The re-rankening. It's Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> Ragnarok. I'm writing that down right now. That's 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 funny to me. It's Comedy Ragnarok. gold, uh, <laughs> guys. Because it sounds like Ragnarok. But we've been talking about this for a long time. But we are going to revisit. We've been threatening it. Yes, three stories that uh, we really do believe need to be reconsidered on the list and their their current placement. So. If you've been We've tuning talked in about some of these, yeah, you may already have an idea of which stories we're talking about. Longtime listeners. Um, we made sure that this is rewarding for the longtime listeners, because these are all stories that we talked about in our first year of the podcast. Wow. Back in the year of our Lord, 2017. Yeah. Wow. So go, you so might want to go back and now. revisit some of that. You know, if you like low audio quality and, uh, and Hey, 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 by episode 20, I figured it out. We listen, it we said it's not terrible, you know. We got the groove. it's not terrible. Adam always always sounded good. We, I sound like trash. No, 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 no. come on, don't do that. To yourself, okay, don't do that to somewhere yourself. around there. It was, I got the mic for Christmas. Yes, that's how I know. So, the re ranking is happening. Um, we the also, re-ranking. we also, uh, are going to pay attention to the socials. We will be putting out a call for QA. So pay attention to Arthur Stacy on Twitter and at Adam.rec on Instagram, the Comics XF Comics Twitter XF. account. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll we'll definitely do some QA as well. And who knows? I I there might be some other surprises, but we won't know until we actually record the episode. There'll be surprises to us as well. We're not hinting at anything. We truly are behind the eight ball on this one. That's okay. We we're gonna have fun regardless. Of what happened. I'm going to have fun because I always have fun talking to my pal, Adam. Yes. So until then. Oh, this has been Mally Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!